All right, so I guess we'll get started. I want to greet every one of you. Thank you for coming. And isn't it a great time in the rain? And I'm just loving it. So uh, some of you don't know me. Most of you do, though. But my name's Vanessa. And I've been a Christian for 20, no, since I've been 20. When my firstborn was uh, four months old, I became a believer. and. Kevin did too around the same time, which I'm so thankful for that. I have six children and 15 grandchildren, and now I have one great-grandchild. I hate to even admit it, but <laughs> it's true, and it happened about five weeks ago. So I be, uh, along with being a mom, um, I became a nurse about 13 years ago. I work with Kaiser Permanente as an ambulatory care nurse and part-time. And along with that and my family and hobbies, that's mostly what I do with my time. I'm working on a health coaching business. And so that's mostly about me, but the more, most important thing about me is the Lord. And this causes me to recall about a very special person named Wilma Price who taught me, probably the first person who taught me about intentional prayer, or praying with intentionality, because Wilma, she was an, a crotchety old woman in her 80s that was a prayer warrior, and she prayed every morning from 6 to 9 a.m. And I may be standing here because of her prayers and my family and everything good thing that's happened in me or to my life because of being an, upheld by her prayers. But anyway, uh, a funny Wilma story is that um, somebody, what I heard, overheard somebody commenting to her, Wilma, you smell so nice today. And she snapped right back at them. The only no, no, I, no, I told it wrong. I always tell things wrong. Anyway, they said, Wilma, you smell so good today. And she said, the only good thing about me is the Lord. <laughs> and, but the longer I live, the more that makes sense to me. And I truly believe that. And therefore, the only thing being good about me is the Lord. I want to ask him for um, help right now. I just want to commit this time to him. Lord, I just pray for your brilliance to fall upon me, that you will help me to give your message um, in the way you want it to be told. I pray for receptive hearts, and I just thank you for this time and everybody who's here. Amen. Amen. So um, we're going to start off by me helping you increase your word power. You know how in Reader's Digest they used to have, for your older people, how they used to have that section. <laughs> Yeah, the, you more mature people. So um, the word is Catholicon. How many of you have ever heard that word? Say it again. Catholicon. And it is, in fact, a word. It was, um, I first learned about it uh, reading a, a Spurgeon book on Psalms, quoting a guy named William Gouge in the 1500s, who said, prayer is the true Catholicon a general remedy for every malady. And if you think about it, what he said is really true. It really is a general remedy for every malady, every problem, every need. And right now you have needs, other people have needs, and we need help. 
So just in this time, I'm going to be discussing what praying with intentionality is, examples of intentional praying from the Bible, why is it important, how I got into better praying habits, when to intentionally pray and, and using a prayer journal, and then we'll open it up to questions and answers at the end. So my intention with this little breakout, praying with intentionality, is to inspire you to go deeper with your prayer life, to encourage you to be more dependent on God, and to help you be more enthused about intentional prayer and to pray more. So first of all, I think what praying with intentionality is, praying with a focus for a purpose, planned, on purpose, calculated, deliberate, and premeditated, I guess as opposed to manslaughter prayer. Um, in contrast, prayer can be spontaneous or haphazard. I think about, um, sometimes those can be good things and sometimes bad. I think of one example of spontaneous prayer is Jonah when he is in the belly of the whale praying for God's mercy and help. And that's good. Sometimes we need spontaneous prayer. It, any prayer is good. And I believe any prayer prayed in faith is always welcomed by God and good. So I'll give you a few examples from the Bible of intentional prayers, although there's many. I think about Daniel when he was told by King, or the edict that was passed by King Darius not to pray to anybody but King Darius. Daniel um, heard that, went to the window. He didn't hide himself in a closet, went to the window and prayed three times a day like he had been doing. So he had been intentionally praying three times a day and he continued. A couple of others from the Gospels are when um, Jesus went off to the mountain to pray and he spent the whole night in prayer and he did this when he was the next day going to be choosing the 12 apostles. So his intentional prayer was for God's guidance and wisdom and will and to be directed. And another example of Jesus with intentional prayer is, and this one just breaks my heart, he had just found out about John the Baptist being beheaded. Then right afterwards, he went out and fed the 5,000, which was probably many more than 5,000, with two fish and five loaves of bread. And so it says, after he sent the multitudes away, he went up the mountain by himself to pray. And he was very likely feeling overwhelmed and the need to refocus and to gather strength and guidance and it reminds me of the verse in Isaiah 57 50 verse 7 which I love and it says for the Lord God helps me and the me is capital me so think Jesus therefore I am not disgraced therefore I have set my face like flint and I know that I will not be ashamed. And I wonder if Jesus was thinking about that verse when he was praying, that he had just set his face like flint on the Father's face so he could keep on going. And one other verse, um, 
is when Jesus was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane right before his suffering and death and that he knew was soon to come. And he was praying for some other way and he was praying for God's will to be done. And that was truly intentional prayer. He knew he needed the Father's help to accomplish what he was, what was about to happen. So why I think intentional prayer or praying with intentionality is important, and I'll just give you a few reasons. So when something's planned, it's more likely to occur, way more likely. And number two, important people and events are more apt to get covered in prayer. And three, it shows a dependence on God instead of just going to him when things are falling apart. So, there's many ways, I forgot to look at my handout, what I ended up handing out to you. So, I'm not sure what I even put. Okay, so, there's many ways to pray with intentionality and like, at a certain time, like Daniel, three times a day, um, like every morning before you get your day going or every night before you go to sleep. I have a routine where I say, tell God my five gratitudes. And it's a really good, um, like Restoril or a, a melatonin because I usually fall asleep after about the first three and then I have to finish the the rest when I get up to go to the bathroom. But anyway, that is has become a really good habit I started. Another example of praying at a certain time is, you guys have heard the about the singer Rich Mullins, who wrote Our God is an Awesome God. Anyway, he um, once went to a best friend's wedding and when they got married, it was, he looked happened to look at his watch and it was 11-11. So from that time on, whenever he saw the clock say 11-11, he would pray for marriages in his friends' or family's lives or somehow. I thought that was good. So um, another um, way to pray in, with intentionality is for a certain person or group of people. I'm thinking groups like group of family, group of friends, co-workers, church members, church leaders, missionaries, ministries, community group, government leaders, or a population like Ventura County. Um, a, a third way we can pray with intentionality is for a specific need like what you have or what others have. Like, for instance, we took our whole family to Hawaii on our 40th anniversary and months ahead of time in one of these books, I had a whole page for prayers about our trip to Hawaii. Safe travels, that everybody would be able to go, and on and on and on. And so it, it really helped me pray specifically. I only forgot to pray that they wouldn't be re-roofing the condo we were in that weekend <laughs> because Every day our bed had tons of dirt and debris on it. It was ridiculous, uh, even the sound of it. So we just had to be gone at the beach the whole day. But 
but it made the hugest difference, I think, because I had a peace of mind about it, and I figured, I have this covered. Whatever happens, God's in control, and he really blessed it with the most wonderful time. Um, other things, uh, specific needs, you could maybe list, like your health or your job. Um, it can go on and on. Um, number four, a time of intentionality would be during a time of fasting, and Anthem Ventura just got done with a 14-day time of fasting, and it was really amazing to hear different people's stories and the different fasts they used and what God didn't and how he answered their prayer. So... Um, I lost my place. Number five, there's seven of them. And then when I get to, to seven, it's going to be more the specifics. So on particular days, you can pray with intentionality on particular days. Like um, on usually January 1st, I'm a big resolution keeper and I love it. I look forward to the, the year in front of me and I pray for the family and I pray for a bunch of things on January 1st. And a few years ago, I knew three of my children really wanted to have babies. And some of them had been having trouble conceiving. So I desperately prayed and fervently prayed for God to give us three babies this year. And the funny thing is, is that he, gave us four babies, and one of them was our, I think she was 40-year-old daughter-in-law, another baby that she hadn't been planning on. <laughs> but, but the verse came to my mind that God will answer your prayers far more abundantly than you could ever ask or think, and I, I just love that he gave us four babies that year. And another thing, uh, let's, with the particular day theme, so, I have six kids and one husband, which equals seven, and there's seven days a week. So, Kevin gets to be Sunday, and then Kevin Jr.'s Monday, and now that he has a family, his whole family has to share Monday. And then on and on and on, till we get to the, our baby, Sherry. She's Saturday, so Alcorn, Alcorn Day Saturdays. And it just, I pray for, all everybody every day but they on that day they get more focused prayer and this year I already started their own page like all the things I'm going to pray for the Alcorns on Saturdays so um, it's your bonus day I'm going to give you another word to increase your word power and if you're horse race lovers you might be familiar with it trifecta and it's a fairly new word. According to Merriam and Webster, it's only been used since like 1970s. And it was invented for the uh, particular horse race bet. But it's becoming more and more used whenever you want a word to talk about a set or a combination of three. So recently I named my Bible time or another thing I call it getting my nice on is um, 
So prayer, meditation, and Bible reading is my trifecta time that I do before I get out of bed because I am not nice when I wake up. So <laughs> Kevin oftentimes, almost every morning, brings me my cup of, cup of coffee in bed and I do my trifecta time. So, okay, now I need to go back to number six. So using, I'll just finish up real, real, real quick, but it ties into the trifecta time. So number six is using scripture, and I'll go into that later. And seven is using a journal. I think using a journal has been a foundational shift in my praying with intense intentionality. And I'll let you know how I got into the habit. So you guys, some of you are familiar with Johnny. And I know one person, Jace, works there. Um, Johnny and Friends, um, I've been involved, well, cognizant of her ministry and involved with her ministry probably for 20 years. How many of you don't know who she is? Okay, so you all know who she is. I just figured here she is a quadriplegic and writing books and has a huge ministry and doing art and living the most amazing life. And when I start thinking, I don't, I'm not doing life well, uh, so I picked up her book and I thought, I'm going to learn from somebody who has such huge deficits and yet she's doing life well. Surely I can learn from this person. Surely she has something to say to my heart. And some, sometimes I pick up devotionals and I just think, oh, this is a bunch of drivel. And it's blah, blah, blah. But hers, I um, really, most days, there's a couple days where it didn't strike a chord in my heart, but it could have been my heart's problem that day. But I started, um, so she gives you a little Bible verse and then a little talk about the Bible verse and then a little prayer at the end. So I started doing this every day. And so what I would encourage you all, if you don't have a good prayer habit, start little, teeny, tiny, small. And this would be a good way to start because it only took a few minutes. It wasn't a big commitment. And you could start, it has a day of the year, but if it's August 9th today, you could start with August 9th and just wrap around to August 9th the next year. And I, it's something like that that I did. And I early on came across Psalm 91.4, and it says, He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you may seek, seek refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a bulwark. And so I would pray. I, I'm very visual. So I would think when I'm praying that here's God with his huge eagle wings, and I'm running to go hide under them to be with my prayer. And then I started picturing me dragging my kids and my grandkids and my friends and my community group and the elders, and we'd be hiding under the wing of that prayer that day. So I know. I'm... Anyway, so I started. Um... That's a good illustration. It is. <laughs> Thank you, Carrie. Oh, yeah. I love it. And I keep. 
I keep going back to it. So every year when I get a new journal, then I put it in the new journal in the B, in the on the very first page. And so, like back when I started this, I only had the 16. So I listed the 16, which at that time were our children, the current grandchildren, and whoever spouses were involved. And hardly anything was written on the pages. And then it started, well, it started evolving then, but this was the next book for the next year, and then I started writing prayers, and it started evolving even more, and more started being written in the back and in the front, and more Bible verses. And then I, so, these are the last four years. This is my current one, and I still don't have it all filled out in the beginning or the front or the back, but I'm working on it. I want it to be, I don't want it to be something I'm driven by, but I want it to feel like it's flowing out of me and as the Lord puts something on my heart. But this is last year's, and I love this one so much, and one of my, um, anchor verses, and that's what I, how this has evolved. So in the beginning, I have my anchor verses. So every morning I read my anchor verses to anchor me for the day. And this year, 2018, it was one of the verses was, and he will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and in whatever he does, he prospers. And so I just had to get a journal with a tree on it. <laughs> and then I put leaves, too. So um, I feel like um, we're, we're so quick to lose focus well, I know I am. I just am all over the place. My brain's going. And unless I'm riveted back every day, I will just fall apart. So I need my anchor verses. And I, there's like five of them that are really important to me. And then in the back, I have my, I call them my A&Es, my affirmations and exhortations. And some of them are Bible verses like, Therefore, we have as our ambition to be pleasing to him, 2 Corinthians 5, 9. So I can refocus. Okay, this is my ambition today. I'm going to be pleasing to him. Other ones, were what I call exhortations, are just um, meaningful little things that, um, like a guy named Sachin Patel says, consistency carves canyons. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And that helps me be more consistent. Anyway, so I encourage you all to develop your A&Es and um, to come up with some anchors. So I always have my A&Es in the back and, and then my anchors in the front. And then I turn to the next page I am in the Bible. And I mean in, the, in my book, in my prayer book, my trifecta book. And Generally, I try to find one verse, at least one verse, or a passage, but one verse where I can anchor my mind on, and that's what I pray for myself. So I write 
that verse and then my prayer down the middle. And so I pray it over me and then I start praying it over the person of the day and their family. And then I start praying it over the 31, the six and the seven. So the 31 is our total family now with just immediate family with grandkids and grandchildren and the spouses and all that. The seven is Kevin's seven. His, he came from a family of, six. he has six kids. So why did I end up with seven? I don't, oh, I know why. Anyway, so <laughs> it's Kevin's seven and it's not just because it rhymes. And then I have my six, which is my sisters and my dad and his wife. And so it's every day, the 31, the six and the seven get prayed for. And if, and then I add like, I don't wanna be, I'll just show you, you won't be able to see the words. Pray for their alcoholism. So this is kind of how I do it. So here's the verse, here's my prayer, here's the family prayer, and then here's like this one's Anthem Summit, all the things I was praying for Anthem Summit. So usually in this column, I just put like friends, family, and, uh, and Trump and Pence and Nancy Pelosi, all those people need prayer. <laughs> so anyway, I, um, I really want to sell you on journaling because it helps you focus. If you write out every reason why you, um, what you want, um, hmm, let's say you're looking for a job. So everything you want in your new job and list it out. And then God can, it's just more specific. He can answer more specific. It engages your mind more. It makes it more interesting to pray and it more makes you more likely to pray. So I really encourage that. <clears throat> and I pray that you all, if you aren't doing it already, start somewhere, even small. And I think it's important to buy a journal that sparks joy in you. <laughs> We've recently been, um, we just recently um, binge watched um, Marie Kondo, pardon? Tidying, Tidying up. up. And she says you're supposed, it's so weird, you're supposed to, like going through your clothes, dump it all on a bed and hold up each item of clothing. Like, does this spark joy in me? And if it doesn't, then give it away. <laughs> Oh yes, yeah, so you're supposed to thank the item for serving you and then put it, yeah. So anyway, I can truly say, I, this sparks joy in me. I love holding it, it's nice leather. This sparks joy in me and it just makes me wanna pick it up every day. So um, these are just some ideas that have worked well for me and it's always in flux, it's always changing, and as a, a new, new need or changing because I thought of something else or God directed me, so forth. Um, so I just wanna encourage you to use the Colothicon that God has given you. And again, it means to, um, it's a general remedy 
for any malady. Does it come from catharsis? Is there in the, is that a catharsis? I bet it is. I bet the cath word means, I think, universal. <laughs> Bert? It means universal, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 So anyway, that is um, what I have. And so now we're going to either go into comments or questions and answers. I think we have 15 more minutes. Any? Yeah. I know um, about a journal Sparking Joy, but what I've done last place, I have an online journal mm. um, that I really enjoyed using, um, and I was talking to it. Really? Yeah. And it, it's cool because um, it, it will send you reminders like this is what you wrote last year, this is what you wrote three years ago. Oh, like wow. It's, it's this way of reminding you. So it's just kind of fun if, you, if you're not a pen and paper person. So I don't know if everybody could hear, but Erica said she's been doing an online journal and... Penzu. Penzu. Is it an app? So it's an app, and I'm just repeating it so um, because this is being recorded, so this can people can hear. So Kevin, you've been doing. Tell us what you've been doing. Well, I was inspired um, by watching Vanessa. Uh, stand? Yeah. Watching Vanessa do this for years, and I have a. Um, Spurgeon's morning and evening. And so I have in the front page, I have, you know, all of our family and our friends and community group and all of these people, you know, set out by days. And, and then, but, but then more importantly, going through scripture reading and, and uh, uh, Spurgeon's morning and evening is just being able to, you know, feel the freedom to just, you know, a lot of times we don't want to write in our books. You know, it's like it's Christine or something. It's like, no, write in the book. And so I'll just be writing, you know, prayers, you know, if, if Vanessa's not feeling well or if one of our kids, especially if one of the readings is about your kids or something, to just write those prayers. And then as you go through it the next year or you look back, you go, oh, yeah, it's really important. So it was really freeing for me to do that, to give me that foundation of just, of just, writing in the book and just feeling free and also being able to just every morning just be able to turn to that and then to the scriptures and just see what God's going to set the plate for for my day. That's awesome. So she's a real encouragement. Tell us what your morning looks like though. How do you have time for us? <laughs> I roll out of bed around 10 o'clock, have a Pop-Tart and go back to bed. No, I don't know what you want me to say. No, uh, just like what time do you get up, and then how long do you spend doing this? Oh, well, for some weird reason, um, I started getting up earlier and earlier. My schedule before ideally would have been go to bed at midnight, get up at 9, and it, that was how late I went. I trained my kids to not we ever... We Yeah, we were homeschoolers. I trained my kids pretty much, even as babies, not to get up till 8, because I'm just not an early riser, but all of a sudden now we are, and I wake up like 6, 6.30 now and spend my time. So what I usually do is I usually reserve a half an hour 
One is to journal in like a, a more like a, a diet health type of journal for um, a while and to get my brain to wake up. And then I do my trifecta time. And I try to always have a minimum of 15 minutes, and I usually do, and on days I don't work, it usually goes beyond, way beyond that. But when I have the 15 minutes, unless I like I have to get up and go to the airport early in the morning, then I might only do three minutes. But I always do the prayer, meditation, Bible reading, or, or a Bible verse by memory if I only have three minutes. So sometimes I just, that's it. And what did this look like when you were raising kids? I didn't have a good routine raising kids. And usually I would do my Bible time and my Bible study when the kids went to bed at night. I didn't have a good morning routine. So I had probably, but now that I have, like sometimes I have grandkids staying overnight with me and I'll throw them in the bed and they'll get to watch Wheels on the Bus or Five Little Monkeys Jumping on the Bed in the um, iPad or iPhone, I'll have them lined up and I'll do my Bible time that way. So, any other comments? Anything that you guys have found works for you? super great about recording answers to prayers. I have a, a whole nother journal for that, but it's so buried and I haven't taken it out for a very long time. I, I don't think that journal and I are connecting well. So I um, most of the time just write, like when I have it written in there, I try to remember to go back and put like T-Y or thank you, Lord. So um, that's usually what I do. Or if it's like one that's on a big long page, like my Hawaii trip, then that's easier to remember to do. Mm-hmm. That's good. Thanks. Yeah, I guess. That's what I'm trying to say. So what time would you have to get up early? Um, now I get up at 6.30, so it's, it's still not bad. Mm -hmm. But it's not 9 o'clock, which I would love. <laughs> I know. Like <laughs> you. Connie?
Mm. And it would be, it might be nap time. Mm -hmm. Or if I'm carpooling in the car, I'm waiting for them. Or, yeah. So you have to be more flexible, I think. But if you look for it, and ask them to help you find it. So that's one way to Yeah, that's good. Hi. I can't tell you the amount of times when my kids were growing up that I locked myself in the bathroom with my Bible. <laughs> <laughs> because it was just, this is a time they knew to not bug me. And I could probably get in maybe 10 minutes. And I literally did, I mean, yeah, for years. That was most of the place that I did my Bible. Studies. Oh, good idea. I there by the toilet. Yeah. And huh. that's where I did it. Oh, she, so she was saying like 10 or so minutes in the bathroom because our kids would know not to disturb her there. And it's still and a locked it, room in the house. Right. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, Terry Fouché, he did, um, he did an earlier talk on the Lord's Prayer, and he said um, he has an app on his phone called Breathe that goes off like eight times a day, and so he goes, even like if he's in the meeting, he's like, oh, I've got to go to the bathroom. And he'll go in the bathroom and do his prayer time then. And then he was saying, for you young moms, that, that could be a good time. And maybe people didn't hear, or this didn't get on the recording, what Connie was saying, but um, she said she would make time at other times of the day when her kids would sense she was up in the morning because that didn't seem to work well for her, but maybe carpooling or um, nap time. Those are, those are good examples of praying with intentionality. So we only have like five minutes left and <clears throat> I love prizes. I, I love games. I don't have a game, but I have a few prizes. So, <laughs> um, okay, so the first winner will be whose birthday is closest to today, and today is February 2nd, so before or after February 2nd. Um, anybody last week or this coming week? Okay. All right. That's a winner. Okay, do you wanna come pick one of these out? Go too far. Thanks. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, um, have that one. What was that? It's, are those the same? These are the same. Oh, okay. Well then. Okay. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. What's your name? Jenny Schweitzer. Hi. Okay. So, um, I was born in Albuquerque, and so who? Was, anybody here born in Albuquerque, or closest to Albuquerque? How about? Phoenix. That sounds like a winner. Okay, anybody born in New Mexico? Arizona, Colorado, Texas? She can't get up there. Why can't you go? Oh, <laughs> we'll bring it to you. Arizona. Okay, well, we have, uh, there's enough. <laughs> okay, and then 
So that'll take care of two. And then the one last one, Kevin was born in Puerto Rico. So who was born internationally? No one? Who was born closest to Puerto Rico? Any Florida babies? Um, Georgia? What else is there? Yeah. South yeah. Carolina? <laughs> Help me. Maryland. Who's Maryland? Oh, you're Maryland too? Okay, so um, Kansas? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. I think the East Coast is kind of scrunched. So no one. That got wet on us. <laughs> Maryland. We're at Maryland. Um, we need a tiebreaker. But which one's closer? <laughs> which one's more south? Do you know? We're going to find out. I've got Google Maps. Okay. Settle this. <laughs> Thank you. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> okay, well, anyway, while we're waiting for them to check, I'm just going to close this in prayer. Oh, Annapolis. Annapolis is for the south. Who is it, you? Oh, you have to come get it, Rita. <laughs> there you go. So congratulations to the winners, and I just want to thank you, God, for um, this time, and I thank you for this whole day. It's been really fun spending time with your people, and I just pray that we go out and enjoy each other even more. Thank you, God, for your many blessings. Amen.